The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. Okay, so I'm going to call to order the uh, City Council regular meeting of today, Monday, September 26th. And if you would be so kind to do roll call, please. Oh, Ro we don't have a city manager just yet. Sorry. Almost. We almost had a city <laughs> Almost. <laughs> missed it. I missed that much. Roll call. Mayor Garrett. Present. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Present. Councilmember Jennings. Here. Councilmember Kinez. Here. Councilmember Miller. Here. Madam Mayor, you have a call. Thank you. I invite everyone that's in the audience and on Facebook to say the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, Item C uh, actually should should read ethics ordinance schedule the first reading of October 17, 2022. It's not a public hearing. It's a first reading. And then uh, there should also be an item action item D, uh, which is related to the El Dorado SAD. So wait a minute, because I didn't have a pen on. I apologize. But you wrote it down for what needs the yeah. The, I, here's a pen right there. Okay. So for the set public hearing, that should be the first. Yeah, it should be scheduled, scheduled the first reading. And then item D would be the El Dorado SAD. And that's all I have. Is there anything else? Hearing none. Roll call, please. Councilmember Jennings? Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor? Yes. Councilmember Kinez? Yes. Councilmember Miller? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Motion carried to approve the agenda. <clears throat> Thank you. Next up is presentations, um, which since we don't I'm have sure. a city manager right here, I'm going to try to find the Constitution. Actually, Mark Watts is the first one. I know, but I don't see him, so I'm going to him a little bit of time. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, say. I appreciate that. Thank you. So the uh, Constitution Week I forgot you just said we don't have internet, so why would I think I would be able to work yeah, that I'm, up like I'm, that? I'm grabbing it for you. So it is, um, it was last week. It was the week of September 17th through the 23rd, and it's from the Daughters of the American Revolution. Um, 
and this is why you should break your package up and not rely on your computer. So, thank you. Bird for the win. Thank you. So, um, the proclamation is whereas the Constitution of the United States of America embodies the principles of our constitutional republic and the liberties it proclaims, and whereas September 17, 2022 marks the 235th uh, anniversary of the drafting of the Constitution of the United States of America by the Constitutional Convention, and whereas it is fitting a proper <coughs> to it is fitting a proper to accord official recognition to this most important document and its memorable anniversary into the civic celebration. Recording in progress. Will commemorate the occasion, and whereas Public Law 915 guarantees the issuing of a proclamation each year by the President of the United States designating September 17th through September 23rd as Constitution Week. Um, and ask our citizens to reaffirm the ideas of the farmers of the Constitution by protecting the freedoms guaranteed to us through this guardian of our liberties, knowing that lost rights may never be regained. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. And the next one is for Mark Watts. Did he call you? Or is he online? He oh, is, there he is. That's him. He is fine. And I think Mark is may it? be able to unmute yourself. Can you unmute him? I'm not quite signed in yet. Oh. There he goes. Okay, I'm here. It's you have the floor, sir. Oh, okay, and just wanted to give you guys a little bit of information about uh, who our organization was because there were some concerns in regards to who Boys to Men was and, you know, some of the things that we're doing in the community. Uh, we've been around since 2018, and our office is on Southfield Road, and we have about 15 to 20 boys that we're working with, and we were previously doing the summer workforce program, which was put through Michigan Works and the kids were paid through Michigan Works and they were doing some help out in the community with the seniors, as well as at Lakeford Village Community Center area and the grounds and helping out with the events as well. And a few of them that didn't get paid through Michigan Works, we paid them through our organization. Well, thank you. Um, what programs are you doing right now for the city? I know that the uh, I know that one of the things that you are doing is about the senior program, and I know that we have not um, talked about it as a council. And I thought it would be a good idea to make sure that everyone knew what's available. Yes. In conjunction with our police. Okay. Yeah, uh, we were doing summer cleanup, fall cleanups. Uh, we will be back on in February. Um, so we'll be able to finish up the list because we still have seniors that are on the list. We did get to attack, I think, 10 of the seniors and all of those projects are complete and we still have more on the list. So once February comes back around, we're going to jump back on that list and continue to help out. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. No one answered me. What exactly is the age beginning of a senior? 
<laughs> if I, I'll, jump in, I'll jump in right here um, for, for Mr. Um, the, the seniors very specifically that um, we've been working with or they've been working with this year are seniors that participate in the police department's DACA senior program. I don't know what the age limitation is, but I do know that um, these are seniors that do not have family, maybe or close by, maybe they don't have family period. So they really are truly seniors that um, that could use a little assistance and, and don't really have anyone to necessarily lean on. So uh, that, that's it. And how would how would a uh, senior be able to get to be a part of this program? Um, they should reach out to the police clerk to reach out. Um, she she is the one that has uh, I believe she spearheaded the adoptee program several years ago. So um, certainly reach out to Teresa, uh, police clerk at LakeVillage.org. Um, I do not know her extension off the top of my head, but they are. Two four eight five five two three nine two three nine two three nine five five seven two six zero zero two three nine. It's her phone number, and that's how someone can get in touch with her. Thank you, I appreciate yeah. it. Um, thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. You are, Mark. You are. Did you have a question? Yeah, or at least I thought this was part of it. No. Just have a few questions if you don't mind. Thanks for your work with the uh, with the boys. Um, I was just wondering um, if they were paid. Why are they referred to as volunteers? Is that part of the city did, or we received an email saying that they were volunteers? So that's why I was wondering what kind of conference work they were doing. It looked like they were pretty helpful. They were volunteers from the standpoint that originally, um, the, the original partnership was envisioned to be uh, between Boys to Men and the DDA. Um, once the DDA saw the need um, with the seniors, we said, you know what, we can, we'll, we'll do, we'll do whatever we need on our own, um, and and please have these boys. So I guess looking at it as a, a volunteer partnership, I mean. <laughs> And the boys, the boys clearly got a lot out of it. Um, the seniors benefited as well. So, um, I don't know if you have anything else you want to add in there, Mark. Yeah, well, we did do some volunteer work with the city. Um, we've been partnering up with Lake Village since 2018. We've had a lot of our mental health awareness workshops there, some backpack giveaways. So. We have been volunteering for years and, you know, this situation, fortunately, Michigan Works was willing to pay them. So it was it was a, a, a blessing for the boys and the city and the seniors. How are the young men chosen for your program? Is that something that's open to kids in Lake Village or? Yes. Um... Yes. And we're also partnered up with the schools as well. So we get referrals from the schools and um all throughout Lathrop Village. So all of the counselors, they'll send certain kids. So and it's their choice. Oh. Okay, okay. And then uh last thing. 
I was just wondering about the liability. Um, I know that Brittany drives the boys around in the van, and um, I've seen them working in the ditches on Southfield Road. I'm just wondering what what liability there is. If, you know, they're covered if something happens to them. I'll get it, um, Mark, because we did already have that conversation that was emailed to us, and I will um, read it to uh, the audience. So in regards to the liability, where is it? Yeah, I got it up here. Um, it's covered under Lather Village insurance policy as it would be for any, excuse me, as it would driving anyone else around in the van. So Brittany is an employee of Lather Village on the DDA. And so she is covered under um, Lather Village's uh, liability insurance policy. Now, does she have a special license? Because I thought it was... And as it was stated in our email that we received um, last Friday is that she does not have her CDL because it is a, a 14 passenger van um, and therefore a CDL is not required. And as uh, Sue sent out to us, she wanted to know who had told you that she needed. They were asking about well, because they were, they were asking about the clarification about the van. The in Michigan informed she does not need. So we could have had somebody using the funds better than so is there so is there anything else that you would like to uh, talk to Mark about the boys to men? I think that's it. Thank you. Thank you, Mark, so much. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Okay, next up is a public comment for items on the agenda. If anybody wants to speak, you may come to the microphone or you may raise your hand on Zoom. So, yeah, this public, um, no, this is not the public hearing. This is just the public item, public, public comments for the items that's on the agenda. Yeah. So if you want to public hearing. So if you have about to about the public, public hearing, hold. Okay. <laughs> is there anyone else that would like to speak about anything that's on the agenda? I have something from the agenda. That's on the agenda. That's on the agenda. <clears throat> okay. To City Council and Sue Montenegro from uh, Lori Coons. Regarding tonight's agenda on the House in the Woods, I would like to point out some things you could consider before voting. Bruce was pushing his agenda to accept the $150,000 offer and asked Scott Baker to force Karen and Barb to give their reason for their no vote. He had to answer they already did give their reason. I have to wonder why would you accept a lower cash offer for a cash strapped city? Accepting a lower offer is not what a cash strapped city should do. The city has no control over what the buyer will do with the property. The builder could run out of money in the middle of building. Anything done to the property is done on the if come. The decision to sell should be based upon the highest bid. Our city has less green space than any surrounding city. Accepting anything but the highest offer is suspicious and likely nefarious. Basically, Bruce and Kelly have been making the decisions to spend our money. It is because of them we are a cash-strapped city. I was at the meeting where Scott McKee wanted to spend $75,000 on elevator panels because he'd been dealing with Otis Elevator for years. Barb Knuz insisted he get another quote. Guess what? We only had to pay $17,000 because of the second quote. Why would they approve spending $1,000 on uniforms for Romney? He was never seen wearing one. Where are those uniforms? There are dozens more of this kind of frivolous spending. Do the right thing tonight. I'm expecting a smart business decision. Thank you, Lori. 
Thank you. Next, we'll go to the consent agenda. Make a motion to approve the consent agenda. Second. It's been moved and second. There is no discussion. Um, roll call, please. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor? Yes. Councilmember Kanez? Yes. Councilmember Miller? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Councilmember Jennings? Yes. Also carried to approve the consent agenda. Okay. Well, then we are now. We're at the public hearing. We're at the public hearing for the El Dorado um, Place Special Assessment District from 11 Mile to Meadowbrook Way. City Manager, would you like to? Um, yes. Resolution is before you to approve plans and estimate for paving of El Dorado Place and direct the city treasurer to make the special assessment roll. That's what this um, uh, public hearing is about tonight. Um, costs are projected in the amount of $132,000 and $180,000 with a lifespan of 10 years. Um, all of the property owners were notified and uh, the resolution is before you tonight to pass uh, so that it can be brought back October 17th. This will instruct um, the city to uh, review the assessment role. Um, the treasurer shall say it, prepare the special assessment role, including all improved and unimproved lots and properties within the special assessment district. Um, uh, designated by the council and the roll call shall be certified by the treasurer and filed in the clerk's office and made available for public inspection. And this will come back to you for the October 17th meeting. Thank you. So I'm opening up uh, um, the public hearing for the special assessment. Please <laughs> state your address. Hello, City Council. My name is Brittany Hollis. My husband, Chris Hollis. We are at 27060 El Dorado. We just wanted to, um, again, our support for hopefully um, the passage of this assessment. Um, we're hoping that all our work this summer, because I know you guys have seen us a few times, <laughs> all our work this summer, um, we can see it kind of come to fruition. Uh, none of it go to Maine. A few of our neighbors were unable to make it today, but they continue to get their support and we saw the petition that was signed. And so we're just hoping that um, you guys can hear our flight. We're here. We want this. We're hoping that you all uh, will be able to support with uh, sharing the cost with us. And also, uh, some of our neighbors were here to make it from our street just to show that it's still support. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone else that would like to speak for the uh, public hearing? Thank you. State your name and your address. Mayor Council, Dalton Barksdale, 27145, Eldorado Place, I am one of the mentioned residents also here in support of the special assessment. Um, very excited about hopefully having paved roads, um, driving with, uh, on the conditions that they were in with a pregnant wife and a young child. I didn't feel safe driving on the road. I'm hoping that we can fix this. 
and we just want to do it the way that we hear that's been done in the past and <clears throat> the city will approve and help us with this. Thank, Thank you. you. Is there anyone else that would like to speak during the public hearing? Anyone online that would like to speak during the public hearing, just raise your hand. There is someone. In the yes. Yes. Please state your name and your address. Uh, my name is Ann Susanis. I'm at 27623 Rackham Drive. And um, I'm here, and I know it's, I was here at your previous meeting, but now I'm trying to be on Zoom. And I'm here to speak about your house in the woods property. And I know it's later in your agenda, but could I address it now or not? Um, give me just a few minutes to just, we just lose her. I just, no, I just lowered her hand. She's oh, still there. Um, give us Am a I minute because we're in the middle of the pub public hearing and then I'll come right back to you. Okay. Oh, a public hearing. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. Give me two, just, well, give me a second sure. or two. Okay. Thank you. Is it to, to speak, uh, for the public hearing regarding El Dorado street? I mean, Alorado Place Special Assessment. Anyone? Okay, hearing none, the public hearing is now closed. Now, Ms. Zanis, did I say your last name right? She's still there. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. Uh, I, I, I'm here to, I'm speaking to speak about your house in the woods property. And I understand that your city is just debating whether or not you're going to develop it or, or leave it or somehow develop it as a nature area. And I'm interested in that because my background is in environment and nature and I've been over to the site now and I'm sorry, I told you all this already, but that was at the prior meeting. <laughs> Uh, I've been over there twice and I've started doing a plant list and walking around. Uh, and I'm interested in knowing what has been done already there in terms of any kind of environmental study. Um, if there's any prior, prior, prior studies done, prior history of the site. Um, and I would like to know what your timeline is as far as uh, making a decision on this property. It has some interesting plants in it and I'm, I would be interested in, in observing it for uh, a while longer. Um, so that's why I'm here to find out what I can and to see where you're at with it. And thank you, that's what I wanna ask. Thank you. Um, I don't see it on our agenda as a action item, but it is for sale. And depending on um, who would be uh, rewarded, awarded the actual sale, you would have to talk to that owner about what they would do with that, that particular piece of property. But as it states for the city of Lathrop, we are selling the property. Oh, you have already made the decision to sell it. Yes, ma'am. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. Oh, so, so, do you? Are you? What are you selling in terms of the area there? Are you selling that 
how many acres? I mean, are you selling it for home sites? Do you have to decide that or what? Hello? Well, no, I'm trying to figure out how I was going to answer that. Uh, how many acres is it again? 1.93. 1.93. Um, and it's all of it's being sold. And depending on who buys it, it's up to them what they're going to do with the property. I hope I answered that question correctly. It's 1.93, did you say? Yes, ma'am. 1.93 acres. And it is for sale now. Uh, what What's your zoning requirement? What could you put on that 1.93 acres? So you, you, you know what, what I'm gonna do is, um, because really during the public comment is just a comment instead of going back and oh, forth. Right, but, right, sorry, um, sorry. No, it, it's fine. Um, I'm trying to figure out how you, can you reach out to our city uh, manager to get your, give her your phone number and we can follow up with you? Sure, I'd be glad to do that. You Should I call, phone. I could call tomorrow and give it to yes. her? Okay, but let me just ask one more question. It's on your agenda, number 13, I think, yes. maybe I'm wrong, as yes. unfinished new business. What is it on your agenda for? To discuss, I, <laughs> it is to discuss the sale. I, I looked at it wrong because I thought it was under the action items. So I, it's just for us to discuss uh, pending, uh, offers that we have oh okay so so all right so there's no other thing on your agenda as far as that property except offers for sale no ma'am and what you're going to do eventually is accept one and go from there hopefully yes <laughs> okay so i could contact the administrator your city administrator and find out anything more about it through her. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. All right, thank you so much. You answered my question. Thanks a lot. Thanks for your time. Thank you, I appreciate it. Okay, um, bye now. Now we go, go to the action uh, requests for consideration and approval. The first one is OHM water loss investigation phase two proposal. Um, uh, we will go back through this again. Um, back up to so we do have uh, an issue of water loss that we have noticed in the city. Um, we are um, we have a proposal from OHM uh, that uh, is before us to help us determine exactly where that water loss is at, if it's at the meter on 12 mile road, uh, which is where we believe it to be. Um, their uh, proposal is for 10,000. I think you mean 11 mile. Sorry? 11 mile. Oh, I'm sorry, 11 mile. Yes. Thank you for the correction. Um, uh, their proposal is to um, perform the, the water loss investigation uh, utilizing a, a company to go and, and do a clamp on meter, um, a couple of them actually to determine uh, if our meter registers that loss, if the numbers are different than the original meter that is there. Um, and the cost for uh, OHM is $10,000. The cost for the portable clamp on meter and the, the work, the labor to actually install that is $1,700 for SW controls. 
and uh, that would give us the ability to um, make that determination uh, if it's an oversized or inaccurately calibrated meter, um, if there's an open emergency connection or unknown cross connection that comes through there uh, or help us determine if, you know, if it's not there, it might be an unknown uh, water main break or inaccurate customer readings from our, our current meters. We have made some strides in locating some of the meters that were not working properly or some of the mains that were actually leaking and have been able to replace those and reduce that amount a little bit from 40% down to 23%, but it's still a significant amount. Um, so the proposal is before council tonight to make a determination if they would like to proceed with this proposal um, or uh, have other conversation around that. We also have um, I'm sorry, I cannot say your last name, Mr. Brunbelt here from OHM, if council has any further questions. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Someone would like to make a motion? Yeah, I'll make a motion to approve the proposal for professional services uh, with OHM advisors to um, move into the second phase of, of our water loss investigation mm -hmm. um, and authorize the city administrator uh, to sign the proposal in the amount not to exceed $10,000 to OHM advisors and $1,700 to SW controls. Is there a second? Second. It's been moved and seconded to approve <laughs> the proposal for the professional services with OHM advisors to perform the water laws investigation phase two. Is there any discussion? Um, I'd just say, you know, you know, I had some concerns initially and they were addressed in the study session. So I know I took up most of the time on the discussion, um, but I'm, I'm satisfied with their with their answer and in favor. Yes, I have one question. Pending approval, when does it, the work begin? Sorry, should have come over earlier. That's okay. Um, we think we can get the uh, temporary clamp on meter installed within the next two to four weeks. Oh. I'll be on there for a week and then give us a uh, the four weeks after we have a minimal back to staff, but it might go back to normal. Okay. Anything else? Yeah, I just want to say how disappointing it is that it took almost a year after Bo Tamarelli did a report to us uh, about the water loss and um, suggested where the leak was. So it's disappointing that it took this long to actually investigate it. And, um, that's you know hundreds of thousands of dollars that we're losing uh, every year. So hopefully, we find it and fix it. Thank you. Welcome. Roll call, please. I mean, is there any other uh, questions? Okay, roll call, please. Councilmember Miller. Yes. Mayor Garrett. Yes. Uh, Councilmember Jennings. Yes. Mayor Cantor. <laughs> yes. Councilmember Tenez. Yes. Thank you. Next up is the Planning Commission appointments. Thank you so much for staying also. Appreciate it. All right. We have three uh, appointments before you tonight. One is a reappointment, and then we have two new appointments. Um, so uh, Mark Stansberry is the reappointment, and then Alicia Brown and Mark Dizik are new appointments for council to consider and approve. Thank you. Who would like to make the motion to appoint Alicia Brown, Mark Dizit, and Les Stansberry? Do we have to do, can we do them in one fall swoop, Leanne, or do we have to do them, uh, are, the, are the termination dates, or the expiration dates, they're all the same? Okay. Yeah. Um, I believe you can do it all. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted it because we've had instances before where the termination, no, the expiration dates are different. We had to do them separately. Motion to appoint Alicia Brown, Mark Dizik, 
and Les Stanberry to serve on the Lathrop Village Planning Commission with terms ending on August 31st of 2025. It's been moved and second to appoint the three to serve on the Lathrop Village uh, Planning Commission. Is there any discussion? Yes, I have a question. Yeah. So I do not recall receiving Mark Dizik's uh, information on the email. <laughs> Oh, I believe all three were there. I apologize. Yeah, Dizix wasn't in there. Oh, it wasn't? Oh, oh mm -hmm. I apologize. Uh, I meant to ask you earlier, but. I don't suppose it's my failure. Oh, you're going to send it to him? Yes, okay. Okay. okay, is there any other discussion? I'll just say that I, I worked on with Les Stanberry the last two, three years on planning commission, and he's incredibly sharp and he's a great planning commissioner. Um, Alicia Brown's resume looks great. She looks like she's got some great experience, so I'd be happy to work with her. And, and Mark Dizik is also uh, a very sharp individual. So in favor of all three of them. Thank you. Any <clears throat> other further discussion? I definitely agree with you, but I would like to bring it back at the end of the meeting until you send me Mark Dizik's. Bring what? He wants to bring, I want to bring Mark's this application. motion back until... I don't want to approve it until I read his. Then you're going to have to. Um, or we could just wait. We could just wait a minute or two while she's sending it. Need to look at it and see if it's. Okay. Otherwise, we can otherwise, we yeah. table it. I got it. Oh, already. Oh, do you? I've yep. got it here too. So here. Do you want to see it? You're going to send it. I mean, there. I know it well. I can. I can just look over your shoulder. Let's talk. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. I I just did. No, I'm looking up. I mean, I'm saying that's just it to it. There's nothing yeah. more to it. Okay, I know. I know. Trust me. I know it's not the greatest application in the world. <laughs> Did you want to amend the Did you want to amend the um thank you. Do I need to? So there's three openings and there's three applications. So that's um yeah, I mean, I read it. I'm done. I'm, do I need to amend it or? No, I'm saying if you, I'm, you don't have to. Only if you're, changing, if you're changing your mind. That's all. No. Oh no. I, I know. No, Bruce did. I made the motion. Yeah, Bruce second. Okay. I I know, Mark. I'm fine. I just wanted to read it. Okay. That's all. I'm good. Okay. Is there any other further discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Mayor Garrett. Yes. Councilmember Jennings. Yes. Mayor Clinton Cantor. Yes. Councilmember Kinez. Yes. Councilmember Miller. Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. Next up is the ethics ordinance and to schedule the first reading for, um, and that should be corrected on the, um, yes, thank you. For, just say scheduling to schedule for the, oh, the first, first reading meetings. for October 17, 2022, and that's set the public hearing for. Yep. Okay. Set first reading. Okay. Yes. 
Would you like to introduce it? Okay, we have had um, an ethic an ethics ordinance um, that uh, council has been discussing for a while now. And uh, there is draft language um, that was presented tonight with some additional changes that were asked for um, that I have written down on the back of my, my paper here um, and we'll implement those. I will do that tomorrow morning first thing and send it to council as a whole, um, but then um, uh, to set this uh, ethics ordinance um, the, the public, or not the public hearing, the first reading for October 17th. Um, so that is before council uh, tonight to determine. And um, just so that everybody is aware, there are many communities out there that do have ethics ordinances um, in place uh, that they utilize uh, for council members, for staff members, for volunteers. It's just a way of, of helping to keep everybody on the same page moving forward. Um, and uh, even though we do have an ethics ordinance on the books already, it is variable. So it, it's time to revisit that. And uh, this is the uh, the ethics ordinance that is before council tonight to vote upon and put that in for the first reading on October 17th. Uh, I'd like to make a motion to uh, schedule. Uh, actually, I'd like to make a motion to accept the ethics ordinance as written in the current packet with the, the changes to be mentioned in, in, in a minute um, and set the first reading for October 17th, 2022. Uh, the changes that I'm proposing is the removal of section 4.4-5G, which is the section about criminal investigations, um, adding the word documents to the council rules and procedures document uh, statement in 4-3H, and then adding a sentence in section 4.5C uh, that uh, with language to um, turn any investigation over to the city attorney if a complaint is against the um, city administrator. There a second. <clears throat> Does that include everything we discussed? Nope. Is there a second? Oh my gosh. If we second it, can we still have discussion? Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. just second it. So been moved and second. Now we have discussion. And just a reminder is that even if you second a um, action request, does not mean that you agree with it. It's just to move it forward for the most part just clarification but now the discussion is open any discussion that it didn't include everything those those are the ones that i wrote down i don't know sue sue looked like she had a whole page of them but i those were the three that, that <laughs> i wanted to put in my motion so the motion is specific to what you is the things that you read. The motion is specific to what's in the what's in the current packet with the removal of four five D, which is the section we talk about about uh, uh, being involved in a criminal investigation. Adding the word document to section four three H, which makes it more explicit that uh, we're referring to the council procedure council rules and procedure document, and then the addition of a sentence to uh, turn the investigation over to the 
uh, city attorney if a uh, complaint is made against the uh, city administrator. That would be important at the end of 4.5C. Council member, Hunter, just for clarification, that would not include then anything about suspension. Correct. Any further discussion? Well, I had on page six, H, to remove counsel shall make every effort to ask staff clarifying questions regarding the meeting. I thought that was going to be moved into a different section. That's uh, um, and from my understanding or remembrance, that's already under the policy and procedures and regarding the time that the agenda comes out. Oh, so we're taking that off of here then. No, I didn't. That, which one are you looking at? Um, I do have that on here to move that to the policies and procedures. It's the one um, that um, six H under uh, it's on page six uh, six or page five actually up at the top under item H. The council shall make every effort to ask staff clarifying questions regarding items in the meeting packet prior to meetings to public meetings. Um, and the point was, it's really not something ethical to be concerned about. So to move that down to the, um, policy, the policies and procedures document. So I have that in my notes to move that down. I'll, I'll, I'll amend my agenda to move that into the council rules and uh, procedure document. I'm fine with that. Okay. Is there any other discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Councilmember Jennings. <clears throat> yes. Well, you know what? No, I need to. This is, I feel like, are we? Is this the yes or no? <laughs> right now. I'm going to say no. Okay. Here, Pro Tim Cantor. Yes. Councilmember Kinez. Yes. Councilmember Miller. No. Mayor Garrett. Yes. Motion. Thank you. And I'd like to make the another motion to adopt the rules and procedures document with the changes that are uh, incorporated into it uh, in the packet, as is. That's including what? You including, and that would, well, yeah, let me amend that. Yes. To, to include in the council rules and orders procedure document, the uh, to accept it as is in the packet, with the addition of moving the, oh, help me out, Sue, here, you get the language. Yeah, motion to adopt oh. changes or amendments to the rules and procedures document also submitted with the ethics ordinance as discussed in the. No, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get the one, the one that we, the one that. The out of our, oh, the language of yeah. that one. Uh, oh, that. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. So I'll read you the motion. I'll make a motion to approve, uh, to uh, adopt the council rules and orders and procedures as written in the uh, current packet uh, with the addition of uh, the, the statement council shall make every effort to ask staff clarifying questions regarding items in the meeting packet prior to public meetings. Thank you. There's, oh, there's a second. It's been moved and second. Is there any um, discussion? Hearing none, roll call, please. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor? Yes. Councilmember Kinez? Yes. Councilmember Miller? No. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Councilmember Jennings? Yes. Thank you. Done.
Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just going by the book. I gotcha. Um, next, we have the city administrator. But actually, um, yeah, thank you for reminding me. We were supposed to add for D, um, the Eldorado SAD. Sorry, thank you, Karen. All right, so I'll, I'll make a motion. Hang on, I've got to write it down here. I'll make a motion to approve the special assessment district and direct the treasurer to prepare the roles and schedule. I'm sorry, prepare the role, uh, prepare the tax rolls and schedule a public hearing for October 17th, 2022 to confirm the tax roll. Is there a second? Second. Then we've been second. Is there any discussion? A lot of questions. Um, first of all, I want to say I'm very, very sympathetic towards the desire to work the road. I just don't know that we have the money to do it. Um, and when this was presented to the mayor, I asked what other streets has the city paid half for? And someone said they thought it was LaCroix, but I don't think that's the case. I was wondering if you know a lot more information. I verified with uh, the treasurer last week that 50% uh, match was done. I don't remember the name of the street, but the last time it was done, which was I think she said 15, 20 years ago was 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 at a 50% match. Um, also, the city, uh, there was an email um, from Scott Wrangler to you recommending that El Dorado place be paid because there were more residents on it than Meadowbrook Way. Why was that uh, decided against? And now you're coming back to I'm not sure I understand your question. Scott Wrangler sent an email to you saying recommending that El Dorado place be as part of the special assessment? There were no, as part of the road paving project, but because there were more residents living on the other place than on never before. Right. There, there are more residents living on right. the, the, the I'm not I'm not gonna rehash this. The, the the we've rehashed this a million times. The, re, the infrastructure committee made the recommendation. The council approved the recommendation for Meadowbrook to be paved for a variety of reasons over um, El Dorado place. Okay, I, I thought you had said that Scott Ringer made the decision, and then I found the email that, that he was recommending El Dorado place. So again, I was wondering why that didn't happen. Um, also, um, the city will have to pay $132,000 to $180,000 up front for this, and then we won't get it back. Uh, we'll get it back over a period of 10 years, half of it back. Uh, where is that money going to come from? $132,000 to $180,000. That would be a question for Pam, but I'm guessing possibly the local road fund. Yeah, um, local yeah I mean. We, as with all the rest of our paving projects, um, we've been splitting everything um, between cool. local and major roads. So I imagine it would be the same, but that's definitely a clarification question for Pam. And then also, I'm a little confused because at our last meeting, we had an offer for House in the Woods, and there were uh, 11 people that signed a petition saying that they wanted that offer to go through for the green space to remain. Um, it was paying $155,000. Um, it was brought up by you, Bruce, that uh, we had to do things that benefited the entire city. So this petition has nine signatures. This is not benefiting the entire city. I, I'm just 
we seem to have a double standard on There's a lot no, of I'm, things I'm around happy here. to address that. So, sorry, what? When, you, when you're done, I'm happy to address that. Well, again, that's that's my concern. We we weren't putting out any money for Mr. Ferguson. He was paying us. Yeah, the, and it the, was a, a big deal about not, um, you know, about not doing things for the entire city. So I'm just trying to. Yeah, I can easily address that. The the petition from the residents of El Dorado is an initiatory petition following the, uh, the the legal process of a special assessment district, which they did everything that they were supposed to do. This is something that we've done in the past. This is done we've done for roads. We did a, a special assessment district uh, last year for the residents of Cambridge um, uh, for their um, I'm blanking. So uh, the, the drainage system. Yeah, the drainage the, the drainage system. This is this is something that we do all, all the time over the years. We do special assessments for all sorts of things. Um, they took it upon themselves to take the initiative to ask for that, um, and there's nothing wrong with them with them doing that. Uh, the the other um, uh, example that you brought up of, of a petition that was not an initiatory petition that was just something that they took upon upon themselves with no legal weight to it. I don't it. believe this is and an initiatory I, petition I, either. I think Scott Baker uh, uh, verified that when we spoke about it previously. Um, and as I was saying, the, uh, the the issue with the house in the woods that benefits nine people. Um, and the you're right. The charter does the Doug charter does say. That when we get rid of get rid of land, dispose of land, we should be doing it in the or I'm sorry, sell land. We should be doing it, uh, looking at what is most advantageous to the city. Forty five thousand dollars a year in potential taxes uh, per year is way more advantageous than taking five thousand dollars more in, in in a particular option. This paving project does not just benefit the. Uh, 12, 12 uh, lots that are on El Dorado Place. That's a that's a road that comes right in off of one of the main roads, 11 mile road. Um, residents come in that will will come in that road come into the city. So it's not just benefiting; it's benefiting the, the roads are a community benefit to everybody. But you didn't think it was enough people coming in to pave it previously? <laughs> right, because we 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 had a traffic count. Again, you're you're conflating two different things. The decision that was made by by council and by the infrastructure committee to pave one road over another was made for logical reasons that you disagree with. That's fine, but it has absolutely nothing to do with the special assessment that's coming on here. Any further discussion? Yeah, I'll say a couple other things. Um, you know, the comment was made that uh, I don't think we have the money to do this. That's that's absolutely not true. Um, our local road fund right now has $440,000 in it. That's, that's there for projects specifically like these. Um, in year three of our millage project that's coming up uh, next year, we will not be spending local road money on paving local roads. We'll be getting $182,000 from the state uh, going towards the uh, local road fund. So that, that balance is going to grow. And then in the next year, um, we more than likely will not have millage funds. Oh, I'm sorry, take that back. We probably will have some millage funds, but even if we don't, uh, left over for year four, um, we'll we'll do some type of road road paving in year four, like we always used to do. But we're still going to get another one hundred eighty-two thousand dollars. So at the time, when the next time comes for us to use our uh, local road funds for paving, we'll have probably eight hundred thousand dollars in there. And that's this is the, the exact types of projects that this is that, that that fund is designed for. 
And the other thing just to mention as well, um, you know, the estimated, excuse me, construction cost uh, shown here on the um, notice of public hearing is 132,000 to 180,000. And again, um, half of that gets reimbursed by the residents. So um, it's 66 to 90,000. Right, but it's over 10 period. But that's how all special assessments work. Right. And how many special assessments do we do? I know we, we did the ditch on King. We've done, we do one every year for water. We do one for, we did one for the ditches. Um, we have a lot of roads that need to be fixed. Major, we do. Major roads. That, right. But they, we don't pay, we don't pay for major roads out of the local road fund. I'm talking about Bloomfield. I'm talking about. And the parts of Bloomfield that are one of them is being repaired right now, and the other part is scheduled for um, year beginning of year four. Three, I thought it was a three-year. It's, it's scheduled. It's been approved if there are extra funds, and right now it's looking like there will be extra funds. Approved by who? By us. It was twenty twenty? It was in the. It was in the no, it was in the. I'm, I'd have to go back and look, but I'm Susie. Wasn't it in the, the twenty twenty three recommendation included? A statement in it for the for any extra road funds for year four. I'm pretty sure it did. I, I don't yeah. recall the top of my head all the details, but I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah, I, I thought there were two or three roads, and we I'm pretty sure we listed them in the order of priority. Mm -hmm. Um, so that if there were you know X number of funds, we would go to road one first, road two second, and then if there was money left over, road three, and so on. I remember reading Scott Ringler say if we just putting part of Bloomfield on, but if we don't have enough money to do it, we want to do it. That was what he said. So I don't really yeah. think there was going to be additional additional funds available. Yeah, we were, do you remember how, how much under budget we were year one? $400,000, is that right? So if we yeah. can um, stay on task with the um, passing of, or whatever about the Eldorado Place SAD. So is there any more discussion regarding that? particular uh, motion that's on the floor right now. Hearing none, roll call, please. Councilmember Kinez. Yes. Councilmember Miller. I'm sorry, I have to vote now. I didn't get enough of the information that I asked for. Mayor Garrett. Yes. Councilmember Jennings. Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Yes. Motion carried. Thank you very much. Next, we have the city administrator um, report. Okay, I have before you a report. Um, just wanted to let you know that starting in October, uh, City Hall will remain open during lunchtime. Um, that had been uh, something that we had struggled with because of staffing issues. Um, we were so short staffed that it was not possible to have two people uh, on deck, as we say, um, so that we had two people there to cover the counters. Um, and we will be uh, starting that October 3rd. Um, I do have a list of upcoming meetings uh, scattered throughout your uh, report that I gave you tonight. I wanted to let you know that the ballots are in and posted in the lobby and absentee ballots have been uh, mailed out to those who have requested them and continue to be uh, done. As far as the police department, new cruisers are in. Uh, we ordered two of them and they are currently uh, being outfitted uh, with the, the gear or equipment that is needed in them. In the old cruisers, the plan is to sell them uh, either through auction or um, some method, but um, if, if it is more than just uh, through auction, it will come back through council for a decision on how to proceed with that. Um, 
the code enforcement position is still open. If you know of anybody that's interested in that, uh, we are still looking for a code enforcement person. And then uh, we do have several things with uh, lead and mm -hmm. copper that have been going on. 239 excavations have been completed to date. Uh, we're continuing to go in and do service replacements um, and have more of those scheduled for this fall to be completed. Um, and then um, just wanted to let you know that the cured in place pipe installation uh, has been going along as planned, uh, working to get those completed in that um, we're working to set up the fire flow testing with the Southfield Fire Department. Um, somewhere between 15 and 20 different locations throughout the city. So as we know that uh, more information will come out to council and be posted on the website. So citizens are aware of that. Um, and then just a couple of things to let you know um, that we do have some good news. And uh, Susie, I'm gonna put you on the spot to let you share about the Hawk and the uh, tree grants that we have. So those are good things. Susie's been working hard on grant stuff and just very happy to hear that. I'm so excited. I know it's a tiny step, but the road, the road commission, Broken County has said, yes, we'll allow you to start the process to get a hot signal in um, between near market. Um, so, sorry. So that's really exciting because that's the, Furthest we've gotten in a really long time um, to making some pretty uh, significant changes, uh, really noticeable changes along uh, Southfield Road. So um, I'm very excited about this. It's something that is, um, it is first and foremost in the Southfield Road, um, Southfield Road plan, uh, which as everyone knows has been going on for an incredibly, <laughs> long time and so um it it's in it's it's in that plan it's got those um these sites for hawk which are um in case anyone does not know they are those flashing beacons that are pedestrian activated um they are not a standard traffic signal you know red green yellow i mean it doesn't operate unless you unless you push the button so um the the as part of the Southfield plan and then the city's comments in the environmental assessment. Um, we had hawk signals and regular uh, traffic signals identified. Um, this is one of those locations. Um, so I'm super excited about that. This will also help us um, move forward with some transportation improvements to our smart bus stops. Um, they've already indicated that we can get the traffic signal or pedestrian signal there um, that they would be willing to uh, really overhaul uh, the bus stops on both the east and west sides of Southfield Road, um, south of 696. So I think this is a really awesome first step. Again, I know it's super tiny, but yeah, we'll think better. Um, and then uh, we have talked many times, uh, not just in the last year, many years before, about we need tree grants, let's plant more trees, more trees. And, and we have been <laughs> yeah, we the money to plant some trees. So um, we did get the DPE tree planting grant. It's a $4,000 matching grant. Um, and so we are excited to, to get these funds. I've already got, I've already got a date. Uh, go find some tree locations that we can uh, use by the city, right? So I'm um, just very excited. Uh, 
you should be getting disbursement of those funds in approximately 30 days or so waiting for the agreement. So and then just one more thing to clarify also um at the last council meeting uh we talked about the 24-inch storm sewer repair and wondered if we had additional funds left over from MEDC, which we do mm -hmm. and we can utilize those funds uh, to help pay for that and um also uh they have extended our grant until the end of the year to complete that and turn in paperwork and all that good stuff. So, yay, yay, yay. And that was around $50,000, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's great. Um, RCOC said they will support it. Does that mean they're giving us money or they're just going no. to let's do it? No, they're going to let us do it. No money. Okay. No money. Are... Yeah, I'm still working on that. There's another grant that I'm working on for that. But um, they're I, 400 some thousand a piece, right? Uh, they're about 250,000 a pair, right? You can have a, a pair of one. Okay. So 500,000 for one installation? No, 250,000 for a pair. two of them. For two. Mm -hmm. Across from each other. Yeah. Yes. That's one installation. Okay. Yeah. And there's, okay. So five hundred thousand dollars. No. Yeah. No. Two hundred and fifty thousand no, dollars. Both the east and one one installation is two hundred fifty thousand dollars for both sides. Yes. Okay. Okay. And then also the DTE grant, a matching grant for a total of four thousand. Does that mean they're giving us two? We're putting in two, or no. we're doing four? No, it's four and four. Oh, I'm sorry. I had that wrong. So it would be 8,000 altogether. I can put 25 to 30 trees using, using their formula. Thank you. Mm -hmm. My pleasure. Yeah, <clears throat> done. That is it. If you have any other <laughs> questions, let me know. This is still a work in progress. I'm trying to fill it in with more information, but that's where I got to today. Thank you. City Attorney, do you have anything for us? I do not. Thank you. Um, reports of boards, commissions, committees. Yeah, I've got a few. Um, so I, I think I may have reported on this before in the planning commission. Um, we did vote to update the uh, ordinance for uh, uh, generators. And uh, that was actually, we had hoped to have that on the uh, a public hearing at the last planning commission meeting for that, which was one of the steps towards uh, implementing that. Uh, ordinance, um, but that didn't happen. So we will be having on October 18th um, uh, a public hearing uh, for uh, updating our generator ordinance. Um, similarly, at the last uh, planning commission meeting last week or two weeks ago, um, we approved language for uh, imperfect, impervious. impervious surface area standards. Um, and we set a, a public hearing for that, that as well, which is October 18th. Um, in addition, as part of our conversation about the um, uh, updating the, the generator ordinance, we kind of delved into the noise ordinance itself and um, uh, in consultation with the, the board and our city attorney decided that, or realized, I should say, that our, our noise existing noise ordinance is kind of out of date and needs to be updated. So um, the planning commission formally uh, approved a recommendation uh, to council, uh, which will be coming through Susie, I'm sure, and, um, to uh, uh, update the, the noise ordinance. And then similarly, um, our discussion about um, impervious surface area, which was a long discussion, um, but uh, uh, we 
uncovered a couple other things there, which we also uh, approved a recommendation to council to draft an ordinance um, prohibiting uh, parking pads, rain gardens, and uh, decorative uh, concrete driveway approaches. Not driveways, but driveway approaches. Yeah. Specifically in the public right away. Right, specifically in the public right away. Yeah. Um, and so we'll, 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 as a council, we'll be hearing, hearing more on that. Um, as far as the uh, infrastructure study group goes, um, we have a meeting Thursday at 6 p.m. I invite all residents to attend. Um, we'll be we'll, we'll, it'll be a brief update on the, all the projects that are going on. We always typically uh, start off the meetings with that. And then um, there'll be the dis a discussion on a couple of recommendations that we're working on. That's it. That's it. Anyone else for boards, commissions, committees? I was just wondering why we didn't have any representation at Sakwa or Sakwa on September 14th. I was sick that day. I'm working with a group. Is there anything else? Okay, let's move to the unfinished uh, business of the house and the woods property. Good evening, Council Brown Room, Williams Realty, also working in the community. Good evening. Good evening. Well, to, to give you my brief report, so I keep it as brief as possible, uh, we have still two offers on the property. Uh, one offer is for $155,000 cash, like from a resident who lives on, uh, lives right there on the circle on uh, Morningside Plaza. Was us here this evening on Monday. Uh, he can close as soon as possible and we'll give him proof of funds, $155,000 cash, no conditions, uh, you know, making a property as is. Uh, the other offer is from a builder, that's uh, $150,000 cash. He has also shown us proof of funds and we're satisfactory, satisfactory, satisfied with both offers that they do have proof of funds and are able to close. Uh, anything he builds, of course, has to pass city code well, through the building department. Uh, he wants to do a risk assessment on the property, which is not unusual for any purchaser to want that. Uh, that's about the extent of it. Uh, they kind of address a couple of issues that have brought up earlier this evening. Uh, as far as the property, if anybody wants, if anybody in the community wants to go over there and walk through the property, they're more than welcome to. I think I'd be safe in that. And uh, that's the situation right there. It's up to council what they want, want to do and uh, make a decision with this offer. I, we were asking $150,000 uh, at a previous meeting when I was giving this. Uh, renewed this listing. Council voted five nothing to go with $150,000. We have two offers on the property for $150,000 or more. I think that council should try to uh, come to a decision on one of these offers because I think they're both very fair and they're what they're asking. And what council is asking, what the city is asking. All right. Do you have any questions? Yes. Did you get updated financials for the builder? Uh, for the builder, uh, yes, I did get an updated financial. His financial updated. The dates he had a date on there that was we were at the end of August. His date was like July. It was July thirty first. Yeah. But we were almost almost a whole yeah. month. Yeah, but yeah. he 
you know, I know that both par parties are very qualified to purchase the property. They have shown proof of funds. Can you provide that update to us? Pardon can, me? can you provide the update so that we can see that update? Uh, I can get that. I don't think I have it with me now. Okay. Yeah, if I may, I'd like to, you know, uh, obviously, we know that we, we haven't been able to get agreement to uh, uh, sell enough agreement to sell the property. So what I'd like to do is is, is throw out uh, a proposal to the, the folks that were voting no last week as a potential compromise solution to what we what we might do to get this property sold. So there is a property um, when you cross when you when you go south on Lather Boulevard, cross over um, the uh, six ninety six and get into the other the south side of of Lather Boulevard. Um, there's there's an empty lot there uh, that's currently owned by a resident. Um, they owe a lot of money on the on the property, and our treasurer is currently trying to convince them to uh, or talk. I should say talking to them about donating the property uh, to the city for a tax write off because of the, the the large amount that that's owed on it, or potentially you know uh, maybe uh, you know the city buying buying that lot. So. Um, what what I'd like to propose was that council would agree to make make the agreement to put ten fifteen thousand dollars or so from the sale of the house in the woods property um, towards the the either the purchase of that property and and, and on the south side of Lathrop Boulevard um, to turn it into a pocket park. That's the only it's the only uh, quadrant in the city that doesn't have a park. The main quadrant has lots of parks, um, so we could turn that into into a park. And if, and if we can't get the if we can't get the land, then we could alternatively put that fifteen thousand ten fifteen thousand dollars into other green space areas. So fixing up uh, additional parks, um, fixing up the green space. I know we've had a lot of discussion on council about uh, not being able to find money to pick up uh, fix up some of the the traffic islands. Um, so that money could be could be put towards that. And and the, the advantage of doing that. Uh, is that one? It's it's kind of a green space. Can't talk tonight. It's kind of a green space swap. So we're preserving green space because that's a property that can be developed. The one on Lathrop Boulevard. So it'll it'll prevent it from being developed. Uh, turn it into a park. We still have the advantage of, of of selling the house in the woods and getting you know as much as you know we've talked anywhere from fifteen to forty five thousand dollars a year in taxes um, off of off of the properties that get get built there. Um, the city gets ongoing revenue that will help all residents. Um, you know, there was the you know public comment at the beginning of, of the meeting about how we should take the you know the highest price bid. Well, the highest price bid is not always the most advantageous to the city. Um, so you know, we would we would into into perpetuity we would get uh, revenue on an ongoing basis. Um, a quadrant that has no no park no pocket park uh, gets gets a park. And then I think the most important thing of all, uh, outside of the fact that we're saving green space and doing a green green space swap, essentially, is that this particular, you know, doing that this particular proposal benefits everybody in the city in a major way because everybody in the city now has access to a new park. People who are in that quadrant have access to a park that they can they can walk to, and then we're still getting revenue that can be used to benefit the entire. Uh, the entire set of residents, all, all 4,000 residents, instead of just benefiting the nine residents that live, that live on the circle. 
So I just want to kind of throw that out as a as a as a potential compromise that might allow us to kind of break the log jam to uh, maybe sell this sell this property and do something that's that's advantageous to the entire city in a variety of ways. How big is the lot? Do you know Pam's not here, but you know it's it's a, it's a regular size lot. I, I don't know how exactly. Yeah, it's on the know. corner of. Lincoln. I mean, it's not one point nine three acres, but acres. yeah. It looks to be probably two thirds to half an acre. <laughs> yeah, so it's not a, it's not a hundred percent swap, but it does preserve green space because you know. Otherwise, eventually we'll have a we'll have a building a uh, house built on that space. And you're saying you're recommending the taking the builder's offer and then swapping that. That's property. that's that's my recommendation is to take the the builder's offer for one hundred and fifty thousand, and then take some of the proceeds from that to put towards either purchasing that land if they don't donate it. If they do donate it, we can put that money towards developing a park on that property. And if we can't get the property, then that, as I said, we can, as council, decide to allocate that money towards existing parks, improving existing green spaces. You know, I did a breakdown of the taxes and you're saying we're gonna get 10 to $15,000 per house and we can spend it on parks and all these other things. Can I take it, break it down, uh, uh, house, valued at $400,000, our share, our operating tax would only be $3,512.36 per house. Right. That is that is not 15,000. You're telling your residents that we're gonna have $45,000 per year in perpetuity. That, okay, that's- We're, we're $3,500. For four homes, we're talking $14,000 a year. That's yeah. nothing. Yeah, so so we we would get that money. We get we get forty five thousand, forty five thousand at a four hundred thousand dollar home would be around. I, I did the calculation at the last meeting around twelve to thirteen thousand dollars. That's in overall taxes. That money gets doled out to a variety. It goes to the school. A lot of money. A lot of that money yeah, will go to the schools. Right. You know, uh, uh, you know. But three thousand. We're not we're not going to have forty five. Come to our general fund. That right. So that's twelve thousand dollars okay, a year. That's, that's that's nothing year year after year after year every year into perpetuity i'll take well, that if they if they build it and it won't be built right I, again when you were talking we're going to be bringing in 45,000 75,000 a year that's a big difference as opposed to 10,000 so no i don't i'm not going for the swap And I believe Mr. Ferguson was really disrespected, and I don't think that was right either. He's disrespected how? As if he wasn't even here. Um, <clears throat> you would like to speak, Mr. Ferguson, you can, and he does not want to. And the, we have a representative, as you know, as a realtor, is this, the person that speaks when doing a um, mansplaining Kelly. I'm a girl though yeah, I'm not doing mansplaining <laughs> but anyway so uh, Mr. Ferguson know that if you would like to speak you can but as it is as I'm you would know I'm not really sure what you're talking about I know so um any any offers um, regardless, take Mr. Ferguson's offer or any other offer, uh, it has to be approved by 
course, council has approved if they accept the offer. And then this next step is to have the city attorney approve a contract, tighten up any details that we may have. Uh, and then, of course, if the, if the uh, builder offer is accepted, then he has to go through and get um, building department approval, as everybody well knows, whereas Mr. Ferguson's offer is as is uh, and whatever. Yeah, I've, I've Mr. Ferguson would like to come up. I'd well, like to invite Mr. Ferguson to speak. I guess more Just a, a clarification. Um, the builder would not have to have building department approval to purchase the land. Correct. 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 So um, here's my question. It has to be three, two, four, one. Oh, four. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Sorry. So which is why I wanted to ask, you know, Barb, what are your thoughts about a, a compromise like that? I don't, if Karen's figures are correct, I don't think that's a big, I think we're sacrificing a lot of space for ten dollars to $14,000 a year. I would rather see our city keep our green space and then possibly get grants down the road to preserve. I, I, I mean, have we ever worked on any of our parks, getting grants for our parks I, and our green spaces? But it wouldn't be our, it would not it wouldn't be Well, no, not park. that one, but I'm saying the other parks. Yes, I mean, not relying on this because possible that, that corner selling. By an individual. So no, I'm not. It would not be something that the city would have control over. And I do have experience in receiving grants for Susan, parks. I do know that. I'm talking about what Bruce is referring to, making the swap. Yes, and, and that is something that if it is designated as a brand new park, um, there is funding out there that you can get, you can receive to turn that into a usable park space that would benefit that quadrant. Um, in, in, I do not mean any disrespect to you, Mr. Ferguson. I appreciate where you're coming from in, in wanting to keep the space around your home uh, nice and quiet. However, that only benefits him as the property owner. It okay, not about, but I would like to say that the whole reason I got involved with this process was because I'm used to the mic. Yeah, but no, the, the people on the line saying here. Let's move it. He has a hard. Yeah, he has a hard time walking. Okay, you got it. Um, can you just give it to him? Thank you. Okay, so it, it, it's being looked at is if this is just a benefit to myself. The whole reason I initiated this whole process is because I interviewed my neighbors, everybody that's affected by this property, mm. all nine houses, with the exception of one, didn't care. Okay. But everyone else was very adamant that they have the type of environment that they want, that they came in for, and they want to keep. So I, I figured that I'd go the extra mile and see if I can, you know, put put myself in a position where I can affect that. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do. I'm not just trying to do it for a selfish reason. I'm trying to do it be, because I want to maintain the integrity of my neighborhood, of my community, as anybody in this whole city would do. Yeah, Mr. Ferguson. Um... So no, yeah, it's, it's no. not. It's not just me pursuing. No, no, no. I, under, I understand that. I was. What I was going to say. I, I. I fully appreciate what you're doing, and I think it's. I think it's noble what you're doing. I absolutely. I do. I've had several conversations with friends and family members about the frustration over this this particular issue, and I've said every single time that if I were in your shoes, 
I would be doing the exact yeah. same and, and thing. You, you keep but, saying it benefits a handful of people. <clears throat> I've sat here and listened to people that don't live anywhere near me, and they still encourage preserve the green space because that's that's one of the selling points of the life of millions. That's why I moved here. I used to live on eight mile, excuse me, 11 mile in Greenfield. And it was a two lane road with ditches and it was completely tree lined. But over time, they developed all of that. It was no longer attractive to me. I found this spot perfect. And now we're talking the same thing. Oh, well, let's benefit the whole city, you know, not just the few. But everything you do, every endeavor you take, benefits the few so i don't i don't see how you can say one thing in one hand and then the opposite when it suits you i, I, I hear you talking about a, a project uh no disrespect to these people on el bravo that benefits a few it's it's absolutely no different than what i'm pursuing here but yet you know you pick and you choose what you want to do. You you guys don't own the city. We do. You represent us. You speak for us, or at least you're supposed to. You know, we don't need you to talk for us. We're all intelligent people. We have representatives to move processes like this. That's why we have a city council, not to make the decisions for us, to represent us. You guys are representatives. And that's all I'm asking. Represent me and my neighbors. No, we're we're not the entire city. We're not the majority. But you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater just because you're the few and not the many. I have a question for you, real quick. Has this been? Have you been able to talk to any council members prior to doing this about the need for the green space? Yes, I I I've reached out to several of the the council members just to gauge where they stood. I even called your office to did, set up a meeting. Did we talk? We, no, we, we weren't talking. Talk. Okay. I never That's got a response. Okay, from you. sorry. Okay. But, you know, I, I wanted to, to see if it was actually worth pursuing. So you've talked to people on council prior to you putting your... Uh, um, I, your... I absolutely did. Okay. And who was this? I'd rather not just say. like El Dorado place. So I'm just saying, so I didn't talk to you. No. Did you talk to Bruce? No. no. Okay, so three people. I, and, I, oh, I, I got one more question for I, you. I spoke with the individuals that were present the night that I attended. Okay. Oh, so it was before you put your offer in, but the night we got the one hundred and fifty thousand dollar offer. Is that it? Or the yeah. night we got the hundred thousand dollar offer. The night we got the which one? Was it the hundred thousand no, or hundred? You had you had a hundred. Uh, you had a hundred thousand offer that you rejected. Oh. Okay. Correct. Okay. Okay, I was just curious, and and if this was discussed prior to you putting your offering, that's all. Okay. So, I didn't really want to speak, but <laughs> thank you, you though. We appreciate it. And I just want to clarify, sir. I do not mean you disrespect at all. That was not where I was going with that, but I do share your passion and thank you for speaking. To me. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And one other thing, I'm I'm going to mention this. Am I being investigated for something for some? Inappropriate behavior or not contact? I'm sorry. Well, I mean, no, not at all. But well, I that, wonder if that's that was something that was mentioned by a neighbor of mine. No, you're not. Okay, then I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Thank you. You're very welcome. Boy, I was tired.
You can stay there. I don't think anybody else is going to talk, are they? No. Oh, you know what? I'm sure that what uh, Councilwoman, I, what Councilwoman Miller just said um, is that, yes, a FOIA was put in to find out um, the communications between Mr. Ferguson and Councilwoman Miller and Councilwoman Kenneth, I believe. Oh, so there was, a, so, so there was, a, I don't, I, okay, so there was a foyer for all of us, I'm sorry. Okay. Ask Mr. So, Barris, he filed. I think that we've gone too far at this point. Okay, so just to answer your question, yes, there was a FOIA put in <laughs> requesting uh, communications between you and anyone on council in uh, for email format. And that was because you would have to ask the person that um, did the FOIA. And I mean, that's something you would want to talk to our city administrator about. Okay. Or if and the administrator is aware of this, yeah, we all are me. aware you that. You can come was... and talk to me anytime, Mr. Ferguson, okay. or I can come out and talk to you, whichever you prefer. And I, I'm assuming the same thing occurred with the other uh, bid as well. Maybe. I think that, you know, the reason, the, and I'm going to be real transparent with you, I think the reason why that happened is because it was a holdout for a higher price for the property. And then it was where, from what I heard at our last meeting, that you communicated with some council people before you came and put your bid in. And so that's where the questioning started to come. Did we not take a bid because they knew we were going to have another uh higher absolutely higher, not I, I didn't ask the question i'm just saying why it probably happened because the way it looked from a transparency perspective that's I, and that's my assumption so I'm that's pure, I, I i i purely well, you know what they say about assumptions Yes. The, the administrator can give me more specific response. Yes, yeah. sir. Because you know. But I would, you know, and I also I will say this too because I know it was also noted that I wasn't here at the last meeting. My mom just got um, diagnosed with cancer, so I'm a little off with my phone number. I was calling mm -hmm. people back and not being here, so no, I've had a I, lot I, going I, on I in the last word, year. So I, I, I apologize for not. I mean, I apologize for not calling back, and mm -hmm. I will do better. And I also honestly just learn how to use the phone here. So, so um, <laughs> just want to give you that. But back to you and um, please stay afterwards so we can have a conversation. All right. So, okay. I want to uh, we initially had an offer of 100000 mm -hmm. Okay. That offer was turned down. Uh, that offer did come back to 120000 cash, okay. proof of funds. <clears throat> uh, and then, of course, we had the offers of one fifty and one fifty five. There have been three offers made on the property, one from one party that initially offered 100 and then went to 120, two other parties, one at $150,000 and Mr. Ferguson's offer at $155,000. Those are the only three offers that we have had, uh, one off the bid from 100 to 120, obviously that's not going to work out in the what we have right now. So, uh, that's where we're at. It's not an action item tonight. It um, so no, it was it, it wasn't a question. It was oh, a statement. No, right Um, so when would we be going back? Because that would not be into October, though. There is a there's a study session on um, Monday. Is only a study session. Yeah, it's only study session. So October seventeenth would be the next discussion or action item 
in um is it too late to add this action item on tonight because i really feel as though we have kicked the can down the road i i'm not really that I'm, let me explain what i'm saying first okay it's only because I'm also very, I have my own thoughts about what happened here, um, but I just, you know, I, I until October 16th. Rules of order, if I'm correct, and please, that's why maybe I should let you, Leanne, speak. Um, I would be to suspend the rules uh, and then to uh, allow a motion to amend the agenda to add that as an action item. Correct. If that's what you would like to do for tonight. only because it's um I don't know and nope, I'm not gonna say that way. Um there's no reason to keep stalling it. You know, there's absolutely no reason to keep stalling it. We're at a stalemate, um, and something has to give. We are not benefiting the city, period. Not you, not anybody else, because it's still something that we're not we've made no money off of you know the city has made no money off of selling it to anybody so when it comes to us being uh, responsible for the whole city that is our responsibility to be um to be responsible for the the entire city and right now we're not being responsible because we're not making a decision period and if we keep kicking it this is what's going on two months now of the nose yeah, it's two months. This is two months, right? It would be two months if we have to wait to October 16th. To be perfectly honest with you, with your counsel, I think a decision should be made on one of these. Absolutely. One way or another. I agree. I think you could do it, try to do it this evening. I agree. I mean, if it ends in a stalemate, it ends in a stalemate. But I think it should go to a vote. We have two offers. Both of them are for asking price for another. The choice of yours absolutely and so you need to make a um motion to amend the agenda first of all to add and susan correct me if this is not your understanding as well to amend the agenda to uh move this to an action item so it would be uh Yes, you so, do that and then yeah. So but you need the that motion needs. So someone need if this is what you all want to do, which I think that it's irresponsible for us to walk away again, <laughs> wait until October. I'll make a motion to uh amend the agenda to put the a decision on the House of the Woods uh up as action item nine E. And to return for that. And to return to that for to, to make a decision. Consideration. consideration. It needs second. to be second. Okay. It's been moved and second. We don't need to do a discussion. It's just adding it to the agenda, right? Uh yes. Okay. So now someone needs to make a motion. I'll make a motion to accept the offer for $155,000 to uh, uh for the sale of the no, I'm sorry. I'll make a motion to I'll make a motion to accept the $150,000 offer. Oh, do we need? No, yeah. Yeah. no. Yeah. No, I would do. Oh, roll call. I'm sorry to amend it. I'm so sorry. sorry yeah, you're right. You. You're right. You're right. Roll call. Councilmember Miller. Yes. Mayor Garrett. Yes. Council uh, Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. Yes. 
Councilmember Jennings. Yes. Councilmember Kinez. Yes. Motion carried to. Thank you. Right, now I'll make a motion to accept the $150,000 offer. $150,000 or $150,000. $150,000 offer uh, for the House of Millworks property. Second. It's been moved and second. Now, is there any discussion, any further discussion? Really would like to see that updated financial because that was. I think it's a reason I voted no. Again, this is it with approval of the city attorney. I can provide an update financially if it's not there. Obviously, we do not have an offer. Uh, I know, but you asked last our last meeting. You said you were asking for it that day. You didn't have it. I, I do not have it at this time. But again, if, it, if it's uh, if you do not feel proof of funds, recent uh, recent bank statement, obviously anything from that building is a new Right. Any further discussion? Hearing none, um, roll call, please. Councilmember Kinez? No. Councilmember Miller? No. Mayor Garrett? No. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor? Yes. Councilmember Jennings? Yes. Motion denied. I'll make a motion. You sure can. I would like to make a motion to accept the $55,000 offer from Mr. Ferguson. Second. It's been moved and second. Is there any further discussion? Councilmember Miller? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor? No. Councilmember Jennings? No. Councilmember Kinez? Yes. Motion, Motion fails because yeah. you have to have a majority vote. But just wanted to, you know, just let you know this is where we're at. Okay. You have, to have a, you have to have four. You have to have a, a super majority vote when it comes to the sale of property. So thank you. Thank you. Um, any public comment? Anything? Got three minutes to speak. Oh. Got one person in front of you. Then you're Roger. Too slow, Roger. I'm Bob Harris. Robert Harris, and I did do this for him. It had nothing to do with you, sir. It had to do with certain council members, and they were so keen. I've had an experience with Karen Miller popping up out of the bushes at my house. Yeah, again, I'm going to say it again because it's still raw. That's the church. So that's why I requested a point to see what you're doing because you want to root out for corruption. So do I. And if you're corrupt, We'll find out. Thank you. Roger. Excuse me. Well, did you find out anything? Mm -hmm. This one, one, but. <laughs> Good evening. My name's Roger Lynn, 1859 San Jose Boulevard. Um, as you guys know, we've been talking about, you know, since the middle of August on the, the, the house property. It's going back and forth, back and forth. And as a citizen, I think we really need to make a decision, you know, whether it's with Mr. Ferguson, you know, taking his offer or whether it's with some developers. If I was a developer, I think I would be pulling my offer thinking this city is very difficult to deal with. 
And I'm the one that likes green space. You know, I like the green space. And maybe you can, you know, soften up the offer for Mr. Ferguson here. If you're going to do that, have some beautiful trees put in the screen so he's not looking at those homes. Be creative, team. You know, just go back into the room tonight, make a decision, throw something, you know, throw some bones his way to make it so he's not looking at those houses. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else would like to speak? Um, I want to thank city attorney um, attorneys because I was on there too for great teaching moments during this study session. I took a lot of notes and what you were saying, things that I didn't know. So I thought they were great um, teaching moments for um, obviously council. I hope they listen and, and for uh, residents. Um, I want to give that same um, compliment. Thank you to the city administrator. Uh, you're obviously gracefully navigating through rough waters, and I appreciate you so much. Um, the meeting tonight has my heart pounding, and um, but I, I have some, uh, like my husband said, um, we have residual effects of what happened in our home, and, and we've not been well. I appreciate you keeping your cool and focusing on the agenda and task at hand. We really, really do. Um, Mayor Garrett, I was going to ask you if we had a, a, a an ethics ordinance <clears throat> presently, um, and and the city administrator has had an answer that but we do have one that is really good. Maybe need to ask for And again, I don't see any reason why everybody can be in agreement to them, because it's not just about one person and another person. It's about everybody and everybody going forward. We're setting up a good foundation that had apparently uh, or that had crumbled that was old. Um, Bruce, I wanted to also say to you, I appreciate um, all the background on the water situation that, mm. that I wasn't aware of, a lot of people weren't aware of, and I appreciate all the knowledge that you have and how willing you are to share it uh, with everybody. And, explain, and thanks for explaining the benefits of the $150,000 sale. Um, and I appreciate Karen too, um, uh, uh, talking about the difference in the funds, that it wasn't necessarily Ten to forty-five thousand dollars that we were going to get as a city that we were getting all this, but it goes to the school. We are, in essence, that it goes to the schools and it goes to this and it goes to that, and then it goes to the city coffers. So I do appreciate that explanation too, and I want your success. I want, I want, I want everyone's success because you, you represent. I want you to represent all of us. I really do. Um, and what um, I was disappointed that you called my husband out about the FOIA. Um, he signed the FOIA. He didn't do it anonymously, but I would never want a resident to think that um, they were being investigated by another resident. Um, Mr. Ferguson seems like a very, very nice man and very passionate about what he wants. And just like uh, Mayor Potem said, I would do the exact same thing if I were in his position. But from what I understand on city council is that by charter, you're supposed to do what's best for the city and for the money the city can bring in. So even $10,000 extra a year is more than that $5,000 we would get on the sale. Is that me? Yes, that's you. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone else that would like to speak even? Oh, there's someone that is, um, you come forward and then who's on, I think is Peter that is on Zoom. You'll be next, Peter. From Barksdale, I appreciate it a long time. And 
I'm just to say you all have conducted to uh, do your job. This is my first meeting, and kudos to you all. Seems difficult. Um, I appreciate uh, Councilperson Miller gave her sympathies to our plea for Pizzi Alvarado, but as a resident, especially when I brought up my and my family's and residents' uh, safety and driving on an unpaved road, uh, I found it. Um, pretty offensive to be undercut by, I don't know what's going on with the house in the woods. I'm a fan of green space, uh, whatever's best for the city. But um, to hear my family's health compared to whatever previously going on is very disrespectful from my point of view. I I don't know everything that's going on, but um, my pregnant wife mm -hmm. and my baby, my infant, have to drive on, had to drive on very bumpy roads. I was very vocal with whoever I, whoever I could speak to on council about that. And to get um, Meadowbrook paved was one aspect of it. And again, for it to be used, to be voted no by you uh, in this squabble that's unrelated is extremely disrespectful, I find. Thank, Thank you. Thank you all for your time. Can you unmute, uh, Peter? I should be unmuted now. Yep, yeah. you are. Peter Stefan, 26444, Meadowood Court South. I originally wanted to speak about the uh, debris pickup. I want to thank all the volunteers that worked again to pick up debris along Southfield Road. I appreciate the effort that we do it at twice a year. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it because I had another commitment. <laughs> However, I've got three concerns related to debris. The Southfield Bridge over 696 is never cleaned up. There's still all the dirt, metal parts, things like that. We never sweep it, we never clean it. Connected to that would be the snow, snow and ice removal. We on the south side of 696 cross that bridge, and we would like to have that bridge cleared of debris and snow and ice in the future. The second thing would be the habit to pick up debris before you mow. I appreciate there's been some effort to do that, uh, continue to do that, so that we're not just ripping up the debris and putting it back into the soil. That uh, small plastic stuff is just getting bad. And then the third thing is the commercial property owners should do a better job as far as picking up the debris every day. They should be able to police their own parking lots. Uh, there's a couple of places along Southfield they never pick up or rarely pick up. They wait for the lawn crew to come along to pick it up instead of pointing to somebody in their building and saying, here, pick that stuff up. Before it blows into the ditch and the twice a year Volunteers pick it up. Tree planting grants is a great uh, thing to do, but we've got a lot of old trees we got to take care of. A lot of old trees, and old trees do a great job of taking carbon out of the atmosphere. So we should keep them, but we need to maintain them. And we've got a lot of trees that are ready to fall down, and we really need to be uh, uh, getting a grant for that if we can. We can help beautify the city as well as strengthen the trees we got around our streets. And thank you for talking about the stuff about the property in the House of the Woods. I think we should uh, 
keep it a green space. As a previous member of the preserve uh, and the lack of effort by volunteers to keep it that way, we understand that the neighbors didn't want that opened up so that they saw each other in there. So if you consider Mr. Ferguson's offer, I would appreciate it if you would vote on it again and accept his offer. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone else that want to make a comment? Yes. I know it's late, but um, I also wanted to kind of share the same sentiments as Dalton. Um, I know that there was concern with Council Member um, Miller as far as you know us using city funds, but at the same token, we we all voted back with the infrastructure segment thinking that El Dorado was included. So even with El Dorado not being included, we are still paying taxes for things that benefit not us, but the city. And that's fine because we want a good city. So with me and my husband, we moved here in 2015, our taxes are very high. And even with that, we want to make our street better. So we're willing to even take on this extra cost with sharing it with the city now, and we're not getting that at 0% interest. So even though it's 10 years, the city is making money off of us. If we can't come up with the 6,000, you know, how much ever it ends up being on our end. So I just want to keep saying like, we are all here. We all want a great city. We all want it to be nice. And the money that you guys are using to pave our street every, it seems like it has to be every week because the pops come over and over. That money you're going to be recouping because now that we're sharing the cost with paving the city, that has to be value added as well to the city. So I just want that to be stated because we we're, we're not here just taking over the city's money. We're trying to make it better. We're doing our part and paying above what other people are paying as well. Because not only do we have to pay for what we did with the millage, but we're also having to take on this if we have to pay it for the 10 years or come up with the money ahead of time so we don't have to pay interest. So. That's it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Is there anyone else that would like to speak? Come on up. <laughs> I just wanted to. Um, my name is Don Walter. I live in El Dorado too. This is my ninth year there. And um, I just wanted to support them also because they've been doing all the legwork. Um, but over the years, um, like Brittany said, um, you know, it's just it, the road deteriorates. Um, it may, if we're lucky, it might get graded twice per year. And when they do grade it, I see them drop a big dump truck full of gravel, spreads that out. That makes it good for maybe another month or so. Doesn't get chlorided at all. And I lived on dirt road my entire life with my parents, and I know how it should be done, and it's not being done right. Um, but then also there's there's the ditch problem. We have standing water standing water in the roads, which breeds mosquitoes and everything else. And it's just unsightly. And um, <clears throat> like Brittany was saying, we voted yes on this the first time and we got dues. This is how I feel. And um, we're already paying more taxes than we should. Um, and I'm a single homeowner. So I've got one income and I wasn't on board with this special assessment to begin with but I do want a better streetscape for all of us. So that's my spiel. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone else? I think it's just you two that need to speak. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. um, if there's no one else, um, 
go to mayor and council comments. Um, and I will take the liberty to start. Um, this has been a very interesting meeting, I must say. They have been getting more interesting by the um, the the month. Um, I appreciate Mr. Ferguson your passion for that, and that's one of the reasons why I did change my vote because of your your speech, your passion behind it. Um, in my gut, as a council person, is saying I need to bring money to the city, which is to sell it to the builder um, to get taxed, regardless if it's only three thousand dollars. You know, what is that a, a year per house? It's still bringing money into our city. Um, that is you know, just being financially responsible, but because of your passion for that. Uh, I am disappointed um, as a council member that we can't have a communication, a, a decent communication um, about the House and Woods as an example. Absolutely, we should stay here the way I feel tonight until we can come to a resolution because this has been going on and I understand before it's said to me that it's been sitting there for 12 years because believe me, I know this came on the records when I became the council person. And so I understand that. But the fact is we're holding up people. We're holding up a um, real estate agent um, because we can't seem to figure out something. And the disappointing part is I don't even know if it's about the prices. I don't even know if it's about the... The, uh, the offers, I think it's personalities that just because you just don't like that particular person and that they want to go to, and they want to go to, uh, where they're, they're voting opposite, I think that's pretty bad. And I really do have, in my passion right now, and as much as I do want to go home, I do believe that we should sit here and continuing to hash this out as adults and as professionals to try to figure out what's the best possible um, solution for this. That's the responsible thing to do. And you're absolutely right. You voted us in to represent all of you all. And so um, I say I'm sorry at every single meeting. And it's gotten to my point down and feel like it's on deaf's ear. But hopefully, um, I will say this, and I'm also not a fan of this either, is that we can do a special meeting um, because it should not take until October 16th to make another decision, which if I had a, uh, you know, the um, crystal ball, we still wouldn't make a decision in October either. So, I mean, that's why I, I'm, I'm feeling like, and I know my colleagues probably are not with me, but yeah, we probably should reverse it again and try to keep hashing this out. This is not acceptable to me. It's not acceptable. And I do appreciate you speaking because that that is passion. Now for the Eldorado Street people, um, I think that you all show such, the reason why I moved to Lathrop is because of you all's uh, neighborly getting together to make sure that it's a better place. And I hope that we as a council can learn from you all to be uh, collaborative and to work together to make sure that we make Lathrop uh, a better place also. No matter what happened in the past, no matter if you like somebody or not, or the way that they talk with their hands or not, but just trying to make sure that we can make this a better place. So I thank you all for um, your passion for that. And um, I'll put my soapbox away and I think I'm good. Who's next? So can we just, can we uh, amend the motion 
Can we go back to the drawing table? You can make another yeah, motion. We did it once. Meeting hasn't been adjourned yet. Not to amend. Uh, and go back to uh, item nine. Can I amend the motion and go back to item nine for a vote? I have a question though. Can I, and uh, Mr. Walter, John Walter, he mentioned they have problems with their ditches along El Dorado. Are those going to be addressed during the street repairs? They'll be. That's part of that's part of. The that process. is going to be part of it. That's included in the price. Yep. Going back to the motion for the house in the woods, there was a motion on the floor, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. So Jalen made a motion. Um, can there be a second? Oh, but I didn't think about the second. It's been moved and second. Can you do a roll call, please? For what? For what? what? To oh. amend the agenda to be able to have another vote on the house in the woods. Right, but we don't have to vote on that. Just to, to or second. I guess not necessarily to even amend the agenda, but to uh, go back to, to, re to revisit a prior revisit. item on the amended agenda, which would be item two or nine e. e. So revisit item nine E on the agenda. So we don't need to have a motion to reopen it. It just has to be a new motion for right. We already amended the okay. agenda. Okay. So that. then there needs to be a motion for the offers. Well let's let's vote on this motion. Oh, I was to right. review to go back. Did I say this? I'm sorry. I'm always misunderstanding you, but yes, let's do a motion to allow you to go back and revisit that agenda item again. Okay, we did that. A bit, but a vote. Did y'all vote? No, we did not vote. So Bruce had me stop. Yes, let's vote. Mayor Garrett. Yes. Mayor Pro Tim Cantor. Yes. Councilmember Jennings. Yes. Councilmember Kanaz. Yes. Councilmember Miller. Yes. Motion carried. Thank you. Now, would like someone like to make a motion? Yes. I'll make a motion to accept a hundred fifty-five thousand dollar offer from Mr. Ferguson. Second. It's been moved and second. Is there any discussion? I'll just just say while I'm, I know where this is going, but it, while I'm very sympathetic to to Mr. Ferguson based on our charter, I I just don't think that this is the the right decision for the city as a whole. We'll see. That's all. We'll see. But I think that this is again what I'll say. I think that this is the right thing to do. Um, this is um, taking too long, but that's all. Anyone else have any um, discussion? Hearing none. Roll call, please. Mayor Pro Tem Cantor. No. Council Councilmember Jennings. Yes. Councilmember Kinez. Yes. Councilmember Miller? Yes. Mayor Garrett? Yes. <laughs> so um, I think we still had comments from the council, but I appreciate you all. I really appreciate you all doing that and being able to um, come to a conclusion to that. But is anyone else, any council person have a comment? Any further comments? Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. Nope.
Okay, I just have a few things. Um, I met Miller Pets too when I talked about the meeting. I voted no because I did not get the information that I asked for the last time that the group was here. And um, that was a while ago and I didn't get from the city. Um, I also, um, you know, there are other dirt roads in the city. There might be other residents that want to pave their dirt roads. We just have to look at the whole picture and what can we afford and what can't we afford. So, you know, I would love to do what everyone wants to do. But again, we have to look at the whole, whole city and do we have resources to be able to pave the other dirt roads if people, people want to do that. Um, as far as uh, self-dealing, Mr. Rude is Mr. Ferguson's realtor. I have nothing to do with the sale, Mr. Mr. Ferguson. Um, I was just wondering why we're using the open press again to advertise uh, our notices instead of the Southwood Sun. Because the Southwood Sun only takes notices every other Thursday. And notices have to be for two days, so that's not okay. Once we get that information, because I don't know how many people in the community buy the open press. Um, everyone gets the Southfield Sun for free. I so, agree, but we that they only we use them when we can, when there's enough time. Okay, I haven't I haven't seen anything to them. Okay. Well, I mean, the purpose is notifying our residents, and if our residents don't have access to what's being run, it doesn't matter. You know. But they still won't know if they're not running it until after the meeting. Right. Maybe we can schedule things to buy and mm -hmm. We try to as best we can. Um, women's Club. The Women's Club um, raised the funds to build this community center. They built the kitchen, they provided tables and chairs, and there's about 20 members left, and they want to do their holiday luncheon, and it's going to cost them $600 to use the community room downstairs. Um, I don't I don't think that's right, and I understand they had uh, community service credits where they helped at uh, events and they were told that their community service credits expired. So um, again, this is a respect for resident piece for me. They've been here supporting the community for a very long time. So I hope someone will relook at that. Um, also, all of the big trucks that are going through here, um, I think that we need to enact a weight limit. Might be too late because of all the damage that's been done with the current construction. Um, they damage roads that aren't being repaired. They damage trees, two trees on our street. Um, they're cutting through on Lakewood Boulevard. Uh, so our infrastructure was not built to handle that kind of weight of those trucks. So I really think that we need to consider some kind of a weight limit. Um, and I want to apologize to those who have been disrupted. I had some, some minor work done and um, it was was not like a good process. So I, I feel bad for everyone who's gone through all these things and the rain gardens that have been impacted and all those things. So I hope that those things are straightened out to, uh, to the satisfaction of the residents. Um, oh, one thing about the uh, about the road millage. Um, 
that was misleading about the roads being paved because the amount set aside to do dirt roads was only enough to cover Meadow Brook Way. There was never enough money to cover El Dorado Place. So that was kind of whole process was set in motion. There wasn't money there to do El Dorado Place, but that is how it was presented to, to the residents and to the community. So I was not part of that. I was proud to say, but um, that, that you are totally right about being misled. Um, back to the FOIAs. I filed the FOIAs March 31st, that's six months ago. I still have not received the financial information that I asked for. Um, and I had, I paid for that. Um, I received a disc that Bruce had put together with about 200 documents that all are labeled infrastructure doc. I received a, a disc with um, emails that I can't access, I can't print, whatever. I have not received the information I asked for uh, for Gipples Webster about how much we spent. I did not receive the information I asked for about how Meadowbrook Way was, well, it was determined that Meadowbrook Way was paid. I did not receive the information I asked for about what has been done about the water loss. Um, so there's a whole, all, all the yellow highlighted things are things I have not received. Um, I have brought this up at almost every meeting. On July 1st, I filed a FOIA request asking for all the backup information for credit card payments just to see what that looks like. All we get on our statement or on our uh, meeting packets is that, you know, they're paying the October 2022 statement. There isn't any breakdown. I don't know what it's for. I've asked for that. Uh, as I said, July 1st, I came here, spoke with Pam. She told me she would get back with me about how much it would be. She did not get back with me. Susan responded saying that dedicated time would be uh, spent starting August 21st, 22nd for my financial information. Uh, then September 16th, I asked Susan about the FOIAs at the VBA meeting, and uh, I received a response that uh, I hadn't paid, and so that was why I hadn't gotten the information. So uh, I really don't know what to say. I know people are tired of listening to it, but this is kind of important information that I have been asking for. And for whatever reason, I am not getting it. I have not changed the request. This is the exact same one I filed March 31st. So I hope somebody, when I took, when I went to circuit court, it was to encourage the city to give me my FOIA information. They still have not done that. And there was no suit against the city. Nothing, nothing happened in that. And then there were a couple of other things. Um, I would like to address Mr. and Mrs. Abaris. I have never even met you, either of you. So, you know, for all of these attacks and whatever, I've never even had the opportunity to have a conversation. And um, at one of the meetings, um, Robert, you wrote uh, a letter was read, and you were talking about what my platform was, and I was getting to the bottom of corruption, rooting out the bad guys, asking tough questions. Actually, my platform was be responsive to residents, be fiscally responsible, and act as a public servant, not a politician. 
Um, I voted no on the budget. There weren't multiple planning meetings, and I did ask questions during those meetings. Um, you said that I voted to get rid of a police car. I we were purchasing two brand new police cars for over a hundred thousand dollars. I suggested not buying a new police car, buying only one of the new police cars. I already covered the FOIAs. Um, and I also have, because of its uh, experience with the FOIAs, I did offer to meet with Susan to sit down to go through the FOIA policy and see we're not meeting the requirements of that policy. So I had offered to sit down and go through based on experience, my experience with the process to make sure that we are in compliance and doing things when the residents file their requests. Um, last thing, I caused four people to quit. I don't know, I told the mayor I was gonna request some investigations. A few days later, the city administrator put in a resignation. I had no contact with her. The previous city clerk, she tried to resign in the spring of 2021 and her resignation wasn't accepted. I had nothing to do with her. The third person was the DGA and special project person. My only under interaction with her was right after I was elected with the winter market here and I came to support her efforts. <laughs> so these stories that are going around, I've, I've chosen not to respond to them because um, I wanted to focus on city issues, but things have been made personal and I've been disrespected by staff and by council members for the last four years. I was called racist. I was said I was against everything black. I was misinformed, an ambulance chaser. Um, some of those things have been going on since Michigan first. Um, do I have proof? Yes, I do have proof. I, I, again, chose not to bring all of these things out because I was trying to do what was best for the city. Thanks. Goodbye. <clears throat> Is there any other um, comments? I have a couple of things. I had had other things. I don't seem to have my notes, so I don't remember what they all were. But uh, just two two things. One, two, actually three things. One, uh, the comment to Peter, if you're still on, uh, about the about the uh, trash in uh, um, in the commercial properties. Um, just just so you know, one of the things that we've been doing, and in fact, the planning commission makes fun of me every time I bring it up. But on every single site plan. Um, one of the things that that I put on the site plan is is requiring daily trash uh, cleanup, and if that's not done, um, then they could lose their uh, their ability to do in Lathrop. So, um, over time, hopefully, we'll get that to all all uh, all, all sites. But uh, you know, we're we're taking them one by one. Um, to Sean, I think we've talked briefly in the past, and I've talked with people in El Dorado. Um, you know, what you heard over there, I'm not going to go point by point right now, complete revisionist history. Um, I'm, I apologize if there was any, you know, miscommunication in terms of, uh, um, you know, whether you thought El Dorado was, was, it was eligible, but it didn't get picked. Um, but I'm more than happy as I've done with Dalton and Brittany and some of the other members of your street to sit down and show you the specific documents along the way and how these processes were made because it is 100% revisionist history. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, um, I think for everybody here on the dais, everybody, uh, even city staff, I think it, it, it would be a great thing if everybody watched the August 16th, um, planning commission meeting, 
Um, it was just, it was just a, Susie and I were talking about it. It's a, it's a great example of how a board should work. Uh, everybody who was on the board showed up for the meeting, had read all the materials. A lot of the members had done uh, research on their own and brought that research into the, the discussion. There was a collegial discussion. Um, there was a lot of debate. There was a lot of disagreement, but it was all, um, as I said, collegial. People changed their viewpoints. There was a lot of compromise. And as a result, we we came came away with a, a compromise. Uh, it was the, the generated discussion, the first 15 minutes of the discussion. Um, you know, we came away with a, a, a great compromise and a great um, uh, ordinance for, for the residents of the city. So, um, you know, probably nobody will do it, but, you know, I strongly recommend everybody to watch the first 50 minutes of, of, of that meeting because that's that was stereotypical or prototypical about how, how a board should work. There's lessons to be learned there. Ben? John? Anyone else have anything when at? Hearing none, I would take a motion to adjourn. Motion to adjourn. We are adjourned. Thank you all for your patience. <laughs>